0: My guest today is a glamorous yet rebel lead punkster who moved to London after she ran away from her home in Paris to pursue her own rock and roll rite of passage. In 2009, she formed the band Healthy Junkies with guitarist Phil Honey Jones. The band performs a mix of punk rock with grunge, psychedelic rock, new wave, Garage Glam, and Golf Rock, along with a Subcon of Theater. Please welcome Nina Corson. Nina, welcome to Mixing It. How are you? Hi, Nikki.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thank you. I am so excited to have you on the show. Obviously, I am a rock junkie, so... Your music and your band's music immediately stuck out to me when I was listening to it. So I'm I'm so excited to have you here. The burning question well, that everyone, yeah. you're welcome. The burning question that everybody wants to know, what made you want to be a singer in a rock band? Well, you know, I started
1: with uh, acting when I was about nine years old. So I kind of always liked uh, the idea of being on the stage from a very young age. And uh, then I discovered Nirvana and the Riot Girls movement and grunge when I was uh, a teenager, and it made me want to be in a band. And I kind of went from acting on the stage to uh, singing, and it happened quite naturally, really, yeah.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. I've heard that a lot, that sometimes people start doing... One performing arts type of you know whether it be acting and then going from acting to singing or vice versa. So that's really cool. But how yeah, did and you I end think... up moving to the UK? Oh, go ahead. You can answer that.
1: Yeah, no, no. I was just going to say also because in Seattle, in acting, you have to kind of learn a script. Uh, when you know, in in the music, it's a lot more freeing to express yourself. You know, with your own lyrics and your own message, and that's why I think music kind of like works better for me anyway.
0: Yeah. I can certainly relate to that. I don't think that I would be a very good actress, even though I've always said I would love to be like an extra or do like voiceover work, but I like being able to write my own songs and express myself that way. So I can certainly relate to that. Yes. (laughs) How did you end up moving to the UK?
1: Well, basically I was in France, um, you know, just turned 18 and I just had a very bad relationship with my family, run away from home many times, and I wanted to, to do music and the, the musical scene in Paris wasn't really happening and uh, I was hearing so many great bands from the UK and I just thought, you know, I, I've got to go there and check out the scene. So I just went uh, in 2005 and started, you know, Meeting a lot of cool people in dance musicians, and uh, there was a real scene there, like underground scene you know that we
0: don't have in Paris, really. It must be a little bit unique, I guess for you because you know you're 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 French in an industry that's primarily been dominated by the u k and u s a for the most part right I mean it's not like there's a lot of French grunge rock and roll type artist. What's
1: that like? Yeah, I mean, that's very true, especially when I started, uh, you know, a few years ago now. But I would say that now it's very different. There there are a lot of uh, people from all over the world in bands, you know, a lot more. And even though it's still dominated by the UK and the American market, I think there is a bit more of a, uh, you know, European scene emerging. Anyway, we know so many musicians in London. They're from all over, you know, all over the world really. So um it's just that just not uh they're just not famous. People don't know who they are. It's very much underground. So he, you know in terms of mainstream it hasn't broken through
0: really. But I think it's it's getting there. I think it's getting there too, and I do think that there is a lot more opportunity, if you will, at least nowadays with uh, social media, different avenues. I was just reading today that TikTok is very prevalent with with young young artists and and people trying to make a name for themselves, but even for music discovery, that a lot of people are starting to discover different bands, different... Types of genres, people from different locations, just because of the, the social media impact, and then yeah, it's like independent. It artists.
1: Everything, yeah, it's changed everything. Really, you know, in terms of exposure and um, for people, because everybody can uh, record in a room, make a record in their room if they want, and put it online. And you know what I mean? It's kind of made it more accessible. I think.
0: No, you're exactly correct. Exactly correct. Exactly correct. So tell us, what's different about your band and why people should listen to you?
1: Well, I would say, you know, the the one thing I could think about is that we don't really fit in any genre. Like when people say to me, what kind of music do you play? I, I can never answer that question. And I think that kind of makes it interesting because there's a lot of uh, stars in there and uh, a lot of inspirations. And sometimes we don't even know what we're going to be playing on stage. Um, You know, I remember one time we we had a different lineup and they didn't remember, I mean, they they didn't know a lot of our songs because we didn't have time to rehearse a lot. And so we had to make up a song on stage, like a jam, you know, and it became one of our, uh, you know, one of our singles shortly after. But like, I love the idea that we just create in the moment and it's always different and you never know what's going to happen and, yes, yeah, that would be a pretty good reason to come and check out a show, you know. That
0: is because I'm actually – I'm very the opposite, where I I, I like to, to plan things out and like to kind of stick to a structure. But it sounds like going to one of your shows, so even seeing multiple shows, they could be completely different, which actually is, is very cool because – somebody could conceivably go see you one night and then go see you maybe three nights later and get a completely different experience. So I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's all about
1: instinct. Sometimes on stage it's all about the mood as well. You know what I mean? But I think we like to experience um, different areas every time we're on stage. It's almost like a constant uh, change happening and uh, it's a bit of a challenge, but... It's keeps it interesting, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's great. We're going to talk a little bit about one of the songs that you sent me uh, to share. It's called sometime of Girl. Can you tell us a little bit about that song and what is it about? Yes,
1: uh, there's a video on YouTube that you can check out, actually, and it's literally about abuse at work in the work environment, um, you know, in the lyrics. Of some kind of girl video it's about someone not being taken seriously uh as a woman and that happened to my mum actually uh she was harassed you know by by one of her boss and so much that she almost had like a, a aneurysm you know like the blood pressure went crazy so like I know you can do that to people and I've experienced it myself as well when I moved to London and I walked you know I had like a lot of uh, little job to start with. And uh, it was kind of uh, quite hard, you know, as a young woman who didn't really know her way. And I guess that song is about that. Yeah.
0: Well, it's a good message to share because I do know that, you know, even today we sometimes still struggle with that type of scenario. And I'm thrilled to be able to share this song with everyone. So we're going to pop this in. This is Some Kind of Girl by Healthy Junkies. Thanks so much. No, I mean it's you got you remind me a little bit. Um, you know, obviously you don't sound like them, but the it um, sound like this person. But the the band reminds me almost a little bit um, Nirvana ish. Uh, well, you, you know, you've got that a, kind of.
1: This is my favorite band, so thank you so much. That's like the ah! best of. It's the best of compliments, you know. Uh, someone could give me, yeah.
0: I didn't even know that. I'm just like sitting here listening and I'm like going, you know, which she kinda of, kinda of sounds a little bit like Nirvana. So I'm excited. I'm glad that that, that kinda of relate that related to you because really I am I'm a huge, huge fan of this type of music. And it's it's not very, very common to find female fronted bands that play and perform this type of music, have you come across any like advantages or disadvantages of being a, a woman in this industry, especially because this genre tends to be fronted by men?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely had, a, both, you know, advantages and disadvantages, uh, Well, I guess, you know, the downfall is that if you look at festival bills, um, it's always male dominated really. And it's, it's, uh, I find it more difficult as a woman to, uh, break through that. That would be the first thing. And also being taken seriously, you know, um, I mean, you know, I always tell that story, but to me, this is the most marking, but I remember being in backstage room and I was the only girl on the bill and, uh, uh, the band members would who, who all say hi to each other, but I wasn't treated like a band member. You know, I was—I just completely got ignored. And if that kind of situation happens, and then some people just want to take a picture with you, and uh, you know, this is uh, for that reason I would say this is difficult to be a woman in that industry. And uh, you have to be—you know—make sure that you're, you're in a safe environment as well at gigs uh, and crowded places. And, uh, but I would say one good thing about it is along the years, I've noticed there's a lot more women around doing it, picking apart, uh, singing, and, uh, a lot more in the scene around me, on the deal I play. I always make sure I play with other women on the deal, you know, and, uh, it makes it safer really for all of us. And, you know, we shouldn't have to think like that. We shouldn't have to say, you know, it makes it safer. Really, it should be safe anyway, but, this is one of the downfall, and you know, more exposure for for more women and uh, more radio play, more you know, more women on festivals. Really, that that still you know, even if it's got better in terms of there's more diversity around, but it still needs to be represented, and uh, that we're not there yet with that, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, no, I would agree, and to be honest, that's that's one of the reasons why we started our organization Sisters in Music is to raise awareness, promote and support other women. Cause that actually is something that in order to make change, we need to stop looking at each other as competition and start embracing each other as a sisterhood so that we can do the things. Like you said, we can, we can start, performing together, because I'm sure you've run across it where you might be performing with another band that has a female fronted singer, and there's always like that, oh, you know, why did they get this spot or why, you know, they look this way, which is ridiculous, where we should just be embracing each other and supporting each other and being there for each other because, like you said.
1: Definitely, Definitely. and you know, and I find a lot more women are uh, into that kind of uh it's now they're not uh, looking at each other I mean of course there will always be some but I think it's, there's more of a sisterhood and um, more of a solidarity between women now you know than there's ever been really I mean in my experience anyway I see it more and more around me now and it's, it's very nice to stick together um, you know because the whole world is against us so we might as well stick together right
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. 110% agree with that. So you and the band have done a lot of touring, including in the U.S. Obviously, COVID, you know, has put a damper on that. But prior to that, what was it like touring all over the world?
1: Yeah, well, actually, the the U.S. tour was my favorite tour ever, you know. Um, We did the West Coast um, that was Seattle, Portland, Los Angeles, San Diego, uh, and a few other cities. But that was the best. I really liked the audience in the U.S. Um, it was, you know, just just different to the UK. In the sense that maybe they appreciated us more because we were coming from so far away, and we really felt like welcome there. Uh, and you know, also touring in Europe is great. They take care of you. They put you up. They, they feed you. Uh, you know, The UK is probably the only place in the world where fans don't get that, you know, so it's kind of nice to go abroad and have that experience and just life on the road. It's, it's addictive, you know, it's uh, very difficult to come home to, and not being on the road anymore and this post tour depression kind of thing. So I guess COVID was like the worst thing that could ever happen for a musician because, but in some way, I think people got creative as well, and they recorded some songs, they wrote some songs, so it was no bad. But it, it was definitely, when I think about life before COVID, I, I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, we were so lucky, we, we didn't realize, you know?
0: Yes. No, I completely understand, and, and that's a lot. I've heard a lot of people say the same things. I mean, Obviously, you had to take a break from touring. I mean, did you do other things? Because, you know, not touring for over a year is probably culture shock. But what were some of the things that you did to fill the time?
1: Well, we did a lot of uh, videos. You know, we shot a lot of videos. Uh, So, you know, you just edit them at home, which is, like, pretty straightforward. You don't have to go anywhere for that. And, you know, we, we did a lot of recording as well. Uh, with songwriting. So all the things that we couldn't really do before because we were always playing. So a lot of things got, um, you know, our schedule was very, like, busy, so busy that we couldn't uh, get on with recording our album or, or, you know, editing. And so in a way, I kind of enjoyed it at the beginning because I thought, oh, yes, we've got time to do all those things finally. But then after a while it got a bit kind of um depressing because uh missing missing the shows, missing missing performing, you know, because the performance at the end of the day it's a different art to um the songwriting and uh, it can get quite addictive as well. Yes.
0: Yep. No, I totally understand and agree with you. There's there's it's two different artistic expressionisms, if you will, you know, one writing the song, but then being able to go and actually perform live, you know, with a live audience is definitely a a different type of atmosphere that you're dealing with. One of the things that I wanted to ask you, uh, you run a monthly live music night and an annual festival in Camden, London. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. I've I've, I've started uh, promoting in 2012, so doing my own events. Uh, yeah, at the Unicorn, which is like 10 minutes away from where we live, so it, it's very convenient, and it's like our second living room, I always call it. Um, so we've been doing events, we've been booking bands, kind of not creating a scene, because the scene has always been there, but bringing people together, and uh, we've met so many people through it, and... Uh, it was really, you know, such a good experience. And we've done a festival. It's, we've only been running it for four years now. And basically, we try to include as many bands as we can uh, on that festival. And it's about 27 bands over three days um, with DJs. And, um, yeah, we, we, we've we had to cancel. We were supposed to do our festival in September, but we all the band got COVID. So... We had to cancel it, and we've rescheduled it to February uh, 11, 12, and 13th, so on the Valentine weekend uh, next year, and we're hoping it's all going to go to plan and we're not going to be stopped by uh, the virus again.
0: Oh, well, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that you guys can have that. I know that uh, things change day in and day out, even in the States. Sometimes you can... Uh, you know sometimes events are going off, and then sometimes they're not, so everybody is still being very, very fluid. But I will keep my fingers crossed that that can definitely happen for you yes. in February I hope so. <laughs> awesome you'll have to make you'll have to make sure that we get the dates for that so we can help uh promote that for you. That would be our pleasure to do that. So with that, I'd like to take a short break here for a word from one of our partners in podcasting. This is Chatting with that. We'll be right back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris here on the Sim Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. And we're back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris on the Sim Radio Network. And my super cool and talented guest, Nina Corson from Healthy Junkies. And she is calling me all the way from the UK. And I really, really appreciate that. And it's so exciting to have her on the show. Before we get to the second song that you brought to share... I do know that you write songs and you are a songwriter. So I ask all of my songwriters to share a tip or trick or a piece of advice that they have learned that may help other budding songwriters. So do you have anything that you would like to share with our budding songwriters out there? Well, I mean, you
1: know, for me, it's always been the same way. I would say one of the things that makes it easier for me is to write the lyrics after I've got the music because for me, like, when you write the words, it's easier to have the melody so then, you know, you know what structure to give it and what phrases, all that kind of thing. And then you can inspire new lyrics once you have the, uh, you know, the melody first. But then I guess it's different for everyone. And I know people, you know, sometimes have the words first and that's fine. But I know for me it makes it easier and inspires me you know, uh, with my world and my message. And uh, I would say that it's not really a trick, but it's just
0: the way I do it, yeah. Do you use any type of, like, do you keep a notepad or do you? A lot of yes. us have said that we use our, yeah, we use, like, notepads or I do voice recordings, you know, now on our oh, phones. Yeah. We can just oh, yeah, talk yeah. into I mean, the phone and, and yeah, I have like
1: I have tons of, you know, recording on, on my phone and then and tons of lyrics as well in my notes, that's for sure. But I like, and it's all about yeah, picking you know, picking the one that you Because sometimes you record the things and the next day you, you don't like it anymore. But so it's it's nice to have them here with you.
0: I'm a little bit like you. I often hear music or, you know, somebody will send me just like a blank track and I'll, I'll I'll then start hearing lyrics on top of it. But I do write the other way as well. I'll also, you know, just write a whole bunch of lyrics and then say, you know, hey, if somebody wants to use these and, and put music to them, they can. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I tend to do feel a little bit more comfortable the same way that you write with Doing the music first and then working on the lyrics based upon like the theme of the music or the vibe of, of That's the, it. the yeah. melody and yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like because then you know depending on the melodies and it kind of dictates what it's going to be about. It's like sometimes I don't even set up a plan or I don't even know what the song's going to be about and I just play and I'm like, oh, that that reminds me of that. You. Know? I mean, some of the time I know exactly what I want to write about. So it's different for every song, but I think the, the music kind of definitely uh, inspire a lot. Yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. Way cool. Well, tell everyone about Streets of Olympia from the Forever on the Rolls album.
1: So Streets of Olympia, basically, that's about our U.S. tour. Um, when we went to Olympia we met
0: uh, a lot
1: of teenagers there because we did some under-18 shows. And uh, those teenagers were actually all homeless and, and living in a in a car park down the road. And we just basically noticed how much, um, you know, homeless people there were. And they were all so nice who came to the gig. And, I, you know, they didn't have that much money anywhere but they kind of like tried to, to buy cds and it was like I, I couldn't believe it but and they were all into their music so much and i thought you know it'd be nice to write a song for them because it was lovely meeting them and they were so artistic as well um really cool but really nice experience it's the kind of people you meet on the road that you know you never forget
0: That's absolutely brilliant, and we're going to play this for everyone. So this is Streets of Olympia by Healthy Junkies. really 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 cool song and again that the vibe of your music is just so exciting to me this is i'm actually getting ready to plan out uh potentially another ep myself and the producer or uh, you know one of my friends that i'm going to be working with they were like well what kind of music do we want to do and i'm like you know i'm not really sure i kind of want to rock out I, I mean, i'm just you know what i'm going to do I'm going to play them some of your music and say this is what I want to do. Oh
1: wow, that's, that's awesome, you know.
0: <laughs> well, no, I mean it's like it's, it's just it's, it's fun. It's your music is fun. It's it's upbeat. It's it's positive. It like really, you know, gives you that like vibe where you, you, I mean I, I tend to, to write a lot of like ballads and like sappy type of love songs and things like that
1: and like, You know, I, I which is great, but at the but same time,
0: just like yes.
1: you know what? Ballads are great, you know. Well we, yeah, we, they are but Yeah, we you know, we have a few we have a few kind of uh, more chilled ballad type songs as well, you know. We always have like a couple couple like that on the album and um Yeah, I mean, you know, we did a cover of a Nirvana song and the one we picked was actually Something in the Way, which is one of their most quiet songs ever and uh, I think it's great to do both, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's good good to do both. I completely agree. But I'm feeling like I need some, like, you know, pumped up, like, type music. I'm in that type of, Mode where I just kind of want to, like, do something different. So your your music is what I'm going to play for my friend. And I'm going to say, let's do something like this. Uh, So cool.
1: Thanks so much.
0: You're welcome. Future plans. What do we have to look forward to from Healthy Junkies? What's coming down the pike?
1: pike. Well, actually, we've just spent uh, two days with my friend Aries Who's in a band, actually, that you should check, called Witch of the East from Leeds, uh, north of England. And we've just been spending two days editing uh, a video. Well, Aries did most of the work, actually. And uh, it's for a new single called Cry of the Wolves. Uh, and this song basically is about a friend of ours who died um, last year. And uh, we did this song for him because he used to come to our gig and he was always there at the front uh, every single one. We even took him to Manchester with us. You know, he was a great friend of ours, and uh, he passed away. So we did that. We wrote that song for him, and he was a bit. He was dressing like a vampire uh, with a cape, you know. And so we went into the wood and, and did a super cool video. And I'm I'm really excited about this coming out. And uh, we've been recording an album as well, which is probably not going to be coming out before next year. I don't think. And, um, yeah, we've been, you know, we've got a festival coming up, obviously, you know, about that, and, uh, lots of gigs, lots of, uh, we're doing a tour next month in England. We're playing quite a few cities, like Manchester, Leeds, Glasgow, uh, Leicester. So, yeah, look at, look out for that if you're in the UK and you're listening. And, uh, yeah, we. Would, I think that's about it. That's quite a lot, isn't it? Are we doing? We're doing a, yes. a tour. Are doing a tour? A couple of tours next year. Well, one with which of the years, and then another one with another three bands. Um, and it's called the Lipskin Kill Tour. We call it because we all, you know, women um, in bands and four bands getting four bands of women getting together and all playing together on the same bill for like um, ten days. So. Yeah, I can send you the poster for that because I'm sure you'd like to promote that too. It's it's, it's quite a good uh, concept, actually.
0: Yes, absolutely. Be sure we have that. And I'm excited to see that you have a busy schedule. I am very sorry for the loss of your friend, And I'm sure that the, the song that you have written for that individual will be nothing short of fantastic based upon the music that you have shared with me. Is there anything else before we sign off that you would like to share with our listeners? How about where they can find you on social media? Sure. So we have a
1: website, uh, www.healthyjunkies.co.uk. So they can see all our dates on there and uh, our merch and any, any info about the band's. Then we're on Instagram as well. It's healthy underscore junkies. And we're on Facebook too, which is a Healthy Junkies band. And we've even got a TikTok, even though we don't really post on it. But, yeah, you can find us on there too.
0: Awesome. I'm not a big TikTok fan either, but I'm getting there. Slowly but surely, I'm, I'm learning how to use it I know, and post I things on there. <laughs> It's just, it's almost it, it gets to the point where you're like, oh, okay, you know, it's almost too much. But TikTok's nice because if you post on TikTok, you can actually post uh, right from TikTok to Instagram. So they do have it linked so that you only have to do, you know, one, you don't have to do both places. But anyway.
1: So I know it's a bit of a different audience as well on TikTok, you know, which is why I'm not so um, used to it. But mainly Instagram and Facebook, the you know, old school one. The old
0: school one. I love it. I love it. Yes. Oh, Nina, it has been such a wonderful pleasure having you on the show. I'm so glad that we have been able to make this happen. It has been exciting to share you, to share your music, to share the band, Healthy Junkies. I'm a huge fan, and thank you so much for taking the time out, because I do know that it is late for you, so I really appreciate that. So, everyone, check out Healthy Junkies. Thanks for tuning in for Mixing It. On behalf of Sim Radio, this is Nikki Chris, and until next time, keep on mixing it.